So we're here with uh, Dustin Kensrew from Thrice. Congratulations on the new record, man. Thank you. Yeah, super excited about it. Now, this is the uh, the 10th studio album from Thrice, yeah? Mm-hmm. And overall, like, what, 20th between EPs and the acoustic stuff you've done? Oh, and I don't know. You've been uh, writing music for a long time. Yeah, uh, this is uh, 20 years. Gosh, dang. Yeah. So, you know, I think through various points in life, we all come kind of come to a point where uh, where we think we know it all. And if uh, if you look back at your history and could kind of give your younger self a little bit of advice, <laughs> what do you think that would be going back? Um, well, it depends which point it would be at. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think uh, that fundamental issue was... Uh, I mean, everyone's got their own hangups personality-wise, you know, but for me, I always wanted to know the answers to things, mm-hmm. and you know, younger me thought I could know all the answer, and my first kind of, like, huge shift in thinking was like, oh, no, you can't know all the answers, you never, ever will, and that really freaked me out, and then... Um, Ever since that has been like kind of uh, smaller, I guess I would say they're going up, uh, smaller steps of, of uh, realizing kind of new ways to see that intellectual humility. Uh, and it doesn't mean not, not thinking critically about things, but accepting the limitations uh, of that, especially learning uh, just the different things that are affecting all of us, whether it's, you know, like there's so much that's just about me or anyone that's part of just where you happen to be born right. and at what time in history and whatever like that affects you in profound ways that you can barely see or detect so it's crazy you know yeah you, you say that i was born in san mateo in the bay area and only lived there till i was about three years old but every time i travel back to that area I just feel this weird sense of like a gravitational home, which is a real kind of a trip. Um, now, okay, so here's a scoop, and this video isn't going online until until they're ready to announce this. But you guys uh, direct support for Bring Me the Horizon. Are you a huge fan of that band? This is going to put you in front of a a, a totally different audience, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not listened to them. Oh my much, god! Uh, but. Uh we're we're really grateful for the opportunity um especially i mean we we've been having you know some success at active rock and Mm -hmm. radio and um generally like for the most of our history haven't been you know like around a lot of those bands that are in there but you know active rock plays rock music sure rock music so uh that's where the guitar music is these days and uh, so it's been a new experience for us so uh, playing a, a big tour that kind of is more in that uh, that realm is is rad. Now, look, I know um, you're not necessarily a fan of small talk. You're uh, you, you're you're relatively soft spoken. Um, going out on stage and as aggressive and as into it as you get, is it a cathartic thing for you? Is it like a lot of us might just go and do a hard workout in the gym? Um. I mean, when it's really connecting in all the ways, like it's 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 great. Um, yeah. There's so many factors that are at play, you know, whether it's you know what the sound is like in my ears at that time, or you know if I'm feeling great physically at the time, or I'm feeling weird, or I right. don't know. And you never, you can never tell what it's going to be. I think the thing that helps me most these days is really trying to. Uh, you know, you'll get stuck in your head and you're you're thinking about 
you know, whatever, just rattling up here and you're getting really disconnected from the moment. Uh, and so just trying to bring it back to a mindfulness of what's happening right there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I'm, I'm playing music and, uh, I can be connected to my body and there's all these other people and we're sharing this moment. And, and so really trying to, to ground yourself in, uh, the amazing things that are happening because there's amazing things happening just sitting here you know, right like i yeah, yeah i have a body and i can move it and i don't know i mean it, mindfulness is a really helpful thing to not just in a meditative kind of sense but uh to be doing all the time to just reconnect ground you in uh the amazingness that that life is so i try to do that on stage and um that helps uh and i even screwing up really bad can help sometimes to because you can either go two ways from that right you can get all bummed out and yeah. pouty or you can be like man whatever like well, if you repeat I, it is, twice I hear it's not a screw up three times <laughs> three times three sorry. times uh, yeah, I'll do that sometimes yeah uh, we it's the Miles Davis rule is what we call it yeah uh, he I mean I think. I don't know if he's the one who first coined it, but he definitely talks about it. Works a little better in jazz uh-huh. than uh, rock and roll, but you can you can get away with it. You know, you uh, you tend to write some pretty heady stuff. Uh, you know, you take a look at you know rock bands like I don't know whether it's you know Kiss or Aerosmith or uh, you know e- even Metallica, who you know has kind of written from a, a standpoint of a lot of readings, whether it's uh, fiction or or you know, life experiences, but you tend to be a writer that seems to be more introspective and observational. So if you don't mind, I kind of want to move past some of just the music talk and get into a little bit higher level heady stuff. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Um, To be everywhere is to be nowhere. To me came across as, you know, somewhat of a rebellious awakening, whereas Palm seems to be more accepting, more of like an awoken state with a theme of togetherness instead of a theme of us versus them. What was your aha moment in between? And am I on base at all there? Yeah, I wouldn't say that they're uh, somehow opposed I think they're just different points in a journey right um, and but I think what you're picking up about palms is accurate and definitely there's huge shifts between there as far as my thinking mm-hmm. um, so yeah in between those two records definitely had a huge shift in a lot of different ways uh, a huge part of it came down to uh, so I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, my understanding of that has changed through a variety of different kind of lenses. Uh, but I had held to some form of inerrancy where you're saying, okay, well, the Bible is God's word and uh, it's supposed to be perfect, even though I there's parts of it that are really rubbing me strange and these parts seem to be arguing. But uh, I kind of, I didn't have a... A good framework to understand that the only options are not just chucking all of this or thinking that it's all exactly perfect. Um, and so I started re-examining some of that and come to the conclusion that I definitely do not believe that that's the best way to look at it. Uh, and that shifted and opened uh, some thinking on some other levels. Um, so these days. Uh, still very into uh jesus but have 
pretty unorthodox views on a lot of things uh, and would say I'm very into process, uh, theology, philosophy, mm. uh, would say generally I'm a process Christian uh, evolutionary panentheist. Uh, Are you familiar with the Urantia Society? Urantia? Yeah. No. Okay, all right. We, uh, we're, I'm not going to get into that right okay. now, but I'm going to give you something before we leave okay. that, you know, you talk about, you know, questions and questions being answered and you can interpret it any way you want, but it's it's interesting. Uh, try not to get political here, but really thinking rather philosophical, uh, uh, philosophical and social. Um, the current division that's in society, and it's not just happening here in the U.S., it's yeah. everywhere. Um, what's your view on how we got there and is there an answer or a way out where we're at right now that you see the way that I see it is what's happening right now is a reaction to something that is already happening a sense of globalization and an awakening of uh, something bigger than our tribes and so I think there's a lot of great things there, and I'm excited for that to continue. But it has, I think, brought a sense of fear um, for the people who are feeling very defined by what their tribe is, whether that's their nation or their race or whatever that is. Um, so I think I think what you're seeing, this kind of broad division, is is happening between those who see the world as something that you know, we are moving past all these smaller divisions we uh, should be trying to find some kind of global peace and consciousness and understanding with each other um, and that that's something good and, and a lot of people feeling like that's something scary to them and bad so that, that would be how I'd see it if there's a fear for me it's almost you think of that pendulum and the pendulum is swung pretty pretty hard how you know hard back is that pendulum going to swing as far as you know, um, just the, how how we treat each other, and you know what's going on with with people today. You know, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about that. I feel like I feel like that gets talked about a lot, and there are some very angry voices on both sides. But mm-hmm. I would say that I try not to get political. <laughs> um, I know it's tough. There's a there is a different way of talking that is characterized like whatever I I have to get somewhat political I just this is not in any way an indictment of anyone who is more conservative or right wing or political or like historically Republican whatever like there's plenty of uh, amazing people and theories that are, are worth talking about and worth dialoguing about in that realm right now it's been hugely taken over by people who are very uh, maybe agenda driven in a a rhetoric of fear and um, inciting hatred and division and uh, there's a different there's such a uniformity even in what's happening right there whereas what you see on the other side not always, but a lot, is a lot of different pockets of voices who are not all the same voice, but have a a helpful dialogue with each other and are all 
listening to each other and learning from each other. And I find that to be um, something that's helpful and brings hope to me to if it does swing, it's not just going to be this, uh, you know, uh, the same thing on the other side. Now we're going to try to target who and whatever. Like there are people who are are that way, but I, I, I think in general there is a lot of uh, a lot of light over there and I um, I don't know I think we need to get back to a place where we can have healthy dialogue and not this insane division so yeah I certainly see a hope in uh, in the youth that's finally engaged for like the first time in three decades which is kind of cool yeah we'll see um, yeah I I would encourage I don't know I, I would encourage everyone to speak in a way to each other that that they would want to be spoken to mm-hmm. and to listen um i see a lot of calls for kind of incivility on the, on the left and i what i want to say is i'm not going to say to someone who's in a i saw a great tweet today talking about basically like if you're in a position where you're still being civil and someone's hearing you and listening to you that's an indicator of in the sense of your privileged position. Right. So don't be telling people who aren't being listened to mm-hmm. to be civil. Yeah. Because they, no one's no one's listening. So yeah. they're, they're going to have a different take on that. So let them have that take. But if it is within, you know, your power and privilege to, to try to bridge those gaps, I think that's helpful. Ne- and in doing so, never uh, affirming or making it okay to be spreading the kind of fear mongering and, and right um, hateful language okay so moving on a little bit um, what are your thoughts on personality soul and presence uh, that's a lot of things all at once <laughs> I know it is okay do you feel personality and presence ever change or is it only the soul that is a in a perpetual state of change based on the input from the other two? Uh, what are you viewing as presence in the way you're talking about it? Presence meaning how you come across to people, how okay. people uh, how people look at you and perceive you as an individual. Hmm. Okay. Uh... That's hard. I so, uh, soul-wise, I would... I don't know. Like, I, you would used to have more of a kind of... Uh, Cartesian dualism there, where it's like... Body and soul were totally separate, in a sense, even though they somehow interact. And I would say I have a much more kind of non-dual view of that now, to where uh, I, don't, I don't think there is really a separation. Uh, and that's not to say I'm a... Uh, a materialist. That's why I would say I'm a panentheist, where I think that God is in all things, and all things are in God, and, and not in a, uh, I don't know, the God I believe in is not a coercive uh, thing. So that's pretty different than a you know, standard look at that. But uh, as far as like personality, I think, you know, I I back the, the nature nurture thing. Like I, I, I see those at work in everyone. I, I see. Um, that's going on in the presence. I don't know 
how you come across to people is a very interesting thing because you you can kind of guess at it but you never quite know i mean for me i know i come across in ways that i never intend to a lot of the time <laughs> so yeah, yeah. uh you know I, i'll be trying to be super friendly but i am very um soft-spoken and can come across like people can think that i'm just a mean when i was like trying my hardest to be nice maybe it's the beard i don't know, I, don't know. I, I get that a little bit too my my son always tells me dad you just look mean you just look like no one wants to start any crap with you and you know th- thank god almighty i have never i don't uh, get, been I don't in get a that fight. vibe from you so. <laughs> well thank you i appreciate uh, that <laughs> yeah so uh i would say i mean there's definitely a correlation between personality and the way someone perceives you uh but yeah. i don't know what all you can do about that I yeah um tell me about uh uh your the big life lessons yeah I'm, I'm a father of four two of which were adopted and i know you're a dad as well um is there anything that um that becoming a father has taught you in life looking back at things that that only a dad could know from that perspective that if you're not a if you're not a father you just it's almost indescribable to to, to tell somebody about what that's like hmm. maybe a big life lesson all right uh for me it would be patience yeah it's i don't know if it'd be a lesson but yeah. like there's a certain thing uh, there's a kind of knowing uh, that you can't have before and, and a kind of appreciating certain things like you can tell people uh, you can't you can't describe the way that it changes the function of like reality for you like it, it not it's not all about you and the time that you have and what I, like it, it completely inverts that um, oh yeah 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 so yeah. that's it's that's you can try to explain it to someone and it doesn't sure. it doesn't really compute and you're like no it's gonna change a lot and mm-hmm. it doesn't I found that it doesn't do any doesn't do any good they're gonna figure it out yeah I, I can tell you as far as marriage is concerned with me compromise has been the big one I, this is my second marriage and first marriage man I wanted to win every single battle and my very wise father who's a, a writer um, told me son you can win the battle and lose the war what's the outcome you're looking for I go, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, all right, I get it. And uh, that marriage, you know, went down in a ball of flames. And my next marriage, I said, you know what? I'm just going to compromise. It's okay to, you know, to be wrong here, even though I I think I'm right. It's okay to just compromise on the small stuff that isn't going to amount to much. Anyways, uh, you ever entertain the idea of writing a book? You're such a great writer from a lyrical perspective. Uh, Is is that something that intrigues you at all? Yeah, uh, it's... I really have to have the right concept, so I toy around with writing some kind of fiction at some point, or I've thought about writing a musical. I really like good musicals, and I hate most of them. Um, so do I. But uh, <laughs> I agree with that. I am writing a children's book, a uh, Christmas children's book okay. that I've been writing for a couple of years. Like, obviously not doing this all the time because it would be done uh yeah but uh that if i do write a book that will probably be the first one that i finish um be like yeah like a picture book um Hmm. and are you an artist do you draw a lot uh no i'm not a good artist Uh, i am decent at music and i'm I'm good at any kind of uh 
composition yeah. so I can compose photos or can comp- yeah. like design things. Yeah. I, I'm not a good uh, actual drawer. Yeah. Yeah. My wife got all that talent. Um, aside from music and family, what would you say is your biggest indulgement? You know, is something that just gives you a lot of joy when, again, when it's you're not playing music and it's not with family, just something that's very indulgent that brings joy into your life? Uh... I like making and consuming uh, good cocktails. Good cocktails. I do that. Okay. Uh, I read a bunch. Um, What's your favorite like uh, bourbon like, or or spirit? Uh, I'm really into rum. Into oh god. Yeah, so I man. make a lot of like tiki drinks. Okay. Uh, which I have a, a poor understanding in the most people's. Uh, it, it they devolved into like what I would call boat drinks, you know, like yeah. drinks you get on a crappy boat, <laughs> uh, which is not, the rum not punch, a good tiki drink. nine proof rum punch. Uh, yeah, so uh, I like rum a lot. Rum is also not not well understood, which is nice because it means it's not uh, not as pricey as uh, True. bourbon or rye right now. Yeah. So you can get like a, like a really nice aged rum. What do you, what's your favorite uh, aged rum? Uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> Uh, there's actually a really good rum. Uh, it's not like super aged, but it's fantastic. Called Doctor Bird. That's kind of my okay. favorite lately. It's from uh, Joe. Uh, make a note of that, Doctor Bird. Doctor Bird. It's from a distillery in um, in uh, Detroit called uh, Two James. Okay. I yeah, like the, they're, uh, they're the, the sweeter aged rums. You know, Zaya that's pretty widely available. Yeah, it's I think too, it's it's pretty it's too rum, sweet for me. It's very, very sweet. It's good if you're just sipping it, but not necessarily mixing a drink with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smith and Cross is great. Ray and Nephew, but that's that's a whole other thing. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting in. I could go down in <laughs> large okay, rabbit man. holes. Yeah, there. yeah. But yeah, I like, uh, I like get, getting out and walking in nature, hiking. Yeah. Reading. I don't do that. I don't hike enough, but I need to more. Yeah. Well, uh, man, I really appreciate you hanging out and just spending 20 minutes with me uh, talking about, you know, other stuff. And I absolutely love the album. Thank you. So congratulations on uh, on that. Um, I could go on and on and on about the album, but I just really wanted to get a little bit inside your head because I think you're a fascinating individual just based on the songwriting and your your lyricism. So thanks uh, again, Dustin. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it, man. Cheers. All right. It's Jay with Two Dudes Reviews.